podcast that flips the health and wellness industries upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist, supplement strategist. Today's episode, CBD, man, this could be dope. That's <laughs> a good one. It's a little double entendre, of course, like dope in the 80s, 90s hip hop sense of the word where, you know, it could be good. Could also be weed, man. It'd be a lot cooler if it were. And I think that's really like my thoughts around CBD is there's such hype and excitement about marijuana that it just became this crazy fad that actually panned out. So, you know, if my holistic standard, the mechanism that I live by, my my ethic, <laughs> we this would be supplements, holistic management of health. So all wellness pyramid is what we're going to be talking about today. And, you know, it'd be real easy for me to just jump to all the new stuff about CBD and just go nuts about, oh, this is the new trend. But, you know, here's the thing. I identified this problem way back in 2018. When this stuff started to you really kick off, that problem that was there is still persistent today, right? And it, the problem is this. it's there, there are garbage products and there's garbage advice. And the people who sell these products to you are garbage people. <laughs> I'm just joking on that last one. They're not really bad people. They're just, you know, some people are bad people. But, you know, CBD is just this shining example of the lack of good advice and standardized practices and all that fun stuff that I like to talk about. So CBD can be awesome. And I'm going to tell you how awesome I think it is, but uh, you know we have to make it awesome for ourselves, and that's what today's episode is all about. So this is for those folks who didn't jump on the CBD bandwagon way back when. Um, if uh, you know, the, I guess if you're one of those folks who did try it and it didn't work out for you, the CBD failed you, or at least it feels that way. This episode's for you, and those of you who use CBD, and hopefully this will clarify some things for you and make you a real savvy. CBD or visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and even over on YouTube and give us that five star review to help my ego. If you're tuning in for the first time, you have to hear this. I am a fan of supplements. I'm a supplement dude. Uh, I'm just not a fan of supplements when they're not done right. I'm not a fan of the deceptive practices that the health and wellness industries you know, practice. <laughs> if I'm ranting, I'm not beating up on you because you tried something. I'm raging against the machine of misinformation and hype that got someone like you down that horrible, horrible path. So today's show, CBD could be dope. So here's something that you have to understand. I believe that CBD is a powerful tool that is now available to all of us. It's changed the way that I've practiced, and I've adjusted a number of my holistic care protocols to include CBD you know, where it's appropriate. It's actually a trendy supplement that lived up to the hype, you know, when it's done right, of course. Um, and that last part's the doozy. When you hear CBD, you should think two things. It could be helpful, and it could be great. Uh, but there's this quality problem, and the problem is a big one. And to understand CBD is to have success with CBD. And so it requires you to kind of put put a little effort in here. And I'm going to give you the, the quick shortcuts to make CBD work for you. 
So there's three topics that we're going to cover here today. First and foremost, understanding CBD, what it can do for you and why I love it. Second is quality really matters. Here's some guidance on how to assess quality, uh, especially as it pertains to CBD. Um, you know, if the supplement industry is the Wild West, I say CBD is Mad Max. <laughs> it's uh, people drinking their urine a lot. Uh, buying and using CBD is the last topic. How to compare products, shop and choose an actual CBD product, and then how to get started with it. Uh, all very good. Before we dig in, I want to just highlight one last point. There is a gap, uh, and I call it the supplement product gap. Uh, on one side of the gap is all the great things that we can say about a particular supplement ingredient or a nutrient, right? CBD is awesome. That's one thing that we can say. Fish oil is good for your heart. You know, lutein is great for eye health. But on the other side of that gap is the products that we can buy or consume. And there is a gap between the two things, right? And so we often aren't buying things that can make good on any of the promises on the one side of the gap. Um, those things are the wrong doses. They're the wrong forms. There's contamination. There's adulteration. So we have to, as savvy supplement users, you know, followers of my mentality, the holistic standard, we have to work to connect the two. We have to, you know, make the, that hope that we have, that hope of what this nutrient could be for us. And we have to have that meet the hype and how awesome this product can be. Um, so let's do that. Let's dive in with understanding CBD. Understanding CBD. Now, I'm not going to do a class about CBD versus THC versus hemp versus weed versus cannabinoids versus terpenes. We're not going to get nerdy here. I don't think it really matters or rele it's relevant or it's going to help you use CBD better. Um, you know, I want you to take that advice from last week when we were talking about sleep, uh, about how CBD is the best and like actually use it and like get those good results. So that's what the goal is here. So, um, you know, I want to talk about what this is, what it can do for you, why I love it, how it's available, which is a big thing. And then the two big reasons that CBD doesn't work out for my patients. And so I actually am going to start out with that last piece. Um, so there are two reasons why CBD doesn't work. And if you really, really, really listen to this part, the rest of this episode is going to be pretty simple. So there are two reasons. So one, they're using it incorrectly. Uh, it's not their fault, of course, but this is usually because of the selection of the wrong dose or the wrong dosage form for them. And then the second is that their expectations are off. Uh, they're using it for something that CBD isn't best to help out with, right? Uh, you know, CBD is this miracle thing that's super trendy, so it's good for everything, of course. So, you know, how come the CBD didn't help out my, with my neuropathy? Uh, I heard it was good for pain. Whether it's this idea that their expectations are off, you know, they're, they're using it for this reason that they really shouldn't be using it for, or they're expecting some sort of a miracle. You know, I understand why, uh, you know, the rhetoric is pretty hardcore with this stuff. So, you know, they'll, they'll go to the store, buy something that's labeled CBD and hope that a single drop will turn their life around. And, you know, all of the CBD stuff, it really reminds me of other trends in the health and wellness industries. And, and one of them was uh, when Suzanne Summers was on Oprah talking about the hormone creams for menopause and how just one little drop and it 
you know, radicalize their their lives. You know, the their hot flashes went away instantly, and it's just a repeating process. And next week we're going to be covering Ozempic, which is really interesting because it's just you know the same that same hit song remixed. <laughs> so. You know, my patients, they fail with this stuff and they fail with it because they've gotten this information elsewhere and they've just tried to use it. Their expectations are off and and it stinks. And so CBD is a great example of the flaws of the supplement industry. You know, so product quality to the conflicting information to that powerful marketing rhetoric that manifests itself as a, a bunch of disappointed people with a lot less money in their pockets. And I'm really sick of seeing that. So that's, you know, the, the hope for today is to make it so you're not wasting your money here, right? And so the only cure for this kind of a problem, this gap between what we're saying about how good something is and the actual benefit is a supplement strategy. You've heard me say that a bunch before. So identifying the most appropriate supplements for you what their role is in your overall wellness plan, and then having clear expectations for what the results should be. And then you want to engage with the industries because that's just one half of it. The other half is like you have to buy something. So you have to make sure that you're skeptical, you know, like you just want to have that healthy dose of skepticism and just be like, eh, I'm a little hesitant here about buying this thing because I know you're probably trying to sell me something that's not what you think are saying it is, right? And so when those things are understood, the rest of it becomes very simple. So let's talk about why I love CBD. You know, CBD can do wonders for you. Um, there are solid anecdotes, there's formal surveys, and even reasonably sized clinical trial data that shows that CBD is so good that it's an anxiety buster or sleep support agent that people can use instead of benzodiazepines or Ambien or things like that, which is pretty awesome. Um, CBD has been touted for muscle relaxation, for pain, skin conditions, high doses. Of course, the, the, the whole story kind of started with patients with epilepsy. Uh, you know, your little puppy won't be erect during lightning storms, right? Um, you know, your a-hole cat is going to have a better personality. <laughs> I don't think any cat can have a better personality. I just think that's how it is. And I'm a cat guy, so it's, you know, I'm not I'm not insulting cat people out there. So all of these things, all of these benefits that we're talking about, they're all real. And that's awesome. And I love CBD. As I said at the get-go, it's a powerful tool. And I've added it to my toolbox and I encourage patients to do it all the time. Use CBD. You know, last week when we talked about sleep, I said it's my go-to. You know, check out that episode if you haven't yet. I love CBD because of the pharmacology, how it works in the body and the results that it delivers. And I love CBD because of what's called the pharmacokinetics, which is how our body handles the drug. If it's, you know, absorbed well, it, you know, basically it's in, it's out, and then it's effective while it's there. You know, it's a simple way to think about it. I love it. It's an herbal extract. It's more potent than the stuff that I have. And with fewer interactions and liabilities than any of the other herbs that are out there. I, I'd pick it any day for any of the benefits that it's touted over any other herb in my shelf full of herbs. So I think that specifically, if people come to me and say, I want to use CBD, I say, I love it for sleep support, for muscle and joint support, both topically and internally, for their mental well being, you know, their mood support, anxiety, anxious feelings, skincare. 
eczema, dermatitis, like there are some great use cases for CBD when it's applied topically. And, you know, like I said, your anxious dog or cat, you know, I see the greatest benefits there. I don't love CBD for things like neuropathy or just nerve pain support. Pain management in general um, isn't really the best for CBD. CBD isn't the best for that, I guess I should say. For pain stuff in general, the cannabis benefits of pain management are mostly tied to the THC component, right? Um, And the same could be said for appetite, because I know there's people out there that want to take CBD to increase their appetite, but it's really the THC component that's helping with that. And, And a lot of the pain stuff, that seems to be the consensus. So medical marijuana may be the better choice for those three things, neuropathy, general pain management, and appetite. But for other stuff, anxiety, sleep, all of the stuff that we've talked about, it's really great. So anyway, you're hyped and you're ready to rock and you've got some clarity on, you know, what I believe CBD can be the best for, but how do you do it? And a lot of people get excited and they want to jump right in, but I'm just going to tell you, just put put the brakes on, bro. Like to understand CBD, you have to first understand how CBD is available to you. And so that we have to take a step back, not just what bottles can I buy? Is it liquid or gummy or whatever? We, you know, we have to look at more important things. So yes, sure. We have to know that CBD isn't available just as like a flower or a leaf that you can roll a J and and smoke uh, because, you know, you, you can't have pot or whatever. It's a tincture, it's gummies, it's creams, you know, all of that, it's capsules, All of that stuff is great to know that CBD can occupy any of those dosage forms, right? Uh, And we will get to the point where like we can choose between those, but there's a more important concept about CBD that everybody has to understand. And that's that there are infinite dosing options. Uh, What do I mean? So let's pretend that you have a headache. You go to any pharmacy, convenience store, Target, whatever you do, right? And you buy Advil which is ibuprofen. And so you have two options, basically. Whenever you buy this compound, it's pills, and it's 200 milligrams, or it's liquid, and it's going to be 100 milligrams per teaspoon. Now, don't nitpick here. Of course, I know there's a couple different things, but this is an analogy. I'm just trying to teach people something. There are two options for this regulated drug. CBD is not like that. Uh, You have practically every combination of concentration available to you. Literally 5, 10, 20, 22, 26, 13, 100, 200, like whatever. They're at like two milligrams per milliliter, 40 milligrams per brownie. Like there's all these weird units of measure and concentrations that are available. So, you know, the, the, the hardest part, of course, is like you don't also know what you're buying. When you look at a CBD product, it doesn't even really clearly tell you what the strength is. So, you know, back to that headache example, right? So you come to the store and you have two options. You have Advil, which is that standardized thing, or then you have my Maui Wowie brand of Advil. And instead of the 200 milligrams, I only put two milligrams into the bottle and you take it and your headache is still there and you're really mad at me. Or you say like this Maui Wowie doesn't work. And the question that I have is like, does it not work or did you just not get enough of it? You know, maybe if you took a hundred of my pills, you could get enough dose to actually be beneficial for your headache. So that's an important thing to kind of understand that that's what we're dealing with when we're dealing with CBD, this uh, lack of clarity around what I'm actually buying and then what dose I actually need to be beneficial. And is my product that I'm buying actually delivering that? 
So once we understand this very, very basic fact, we're much more likely to succeed with CBD. You can't just go out and buy anything that says CBD. You just can't do that, and then you can't expect it to work because you, you, we're not really putting that effort in there. There's no standardization of doses, and we're not connecting the amount that you're taking to an amount that generally works in people. Those are very important kind of pieces, right? And then you layer on top of that the differences between the tinctures and the gummies and the flour and all of that other fun stuff. And you have what's left, as I've said, people spending money on stuff without really knowing what's going on, and it isn't really helping. Uh, you know, at least not like it should work, right? CBD can work, but we have to know what we're doing before we even try, before we even consider it. And so in order to get there, we now have to talk a little bit about CBD quality. So let's talk about CBD quality. CBD quality really, really matters. Here's an interesting note that I like to bring up whenever we talk about CBD quality. Pretty early on into the gold rush of CBD, manufacturers were hearing from customers, right? The customers were getting savvy. They knew that they had to look for quality products and they wanted more transparency. And that was awesome. The result was places like New York that created laws that said you have to be registered and you have to think about quality and you have to be transparent. And if you don't do this stuff properly, we're going to come get you, right? And that's great from a government standpoint, but from a public uh, private sector standpoint, we have companies that kind of rise to meet that expectation from consumers. And you had a lot of companies posting about their quality, going so far as even making their certificate of analyses public and put, putting them right with their products. And I would love to see that. I'd love to see a lot more of that. We want that level of transparency. We want that for CBD and we want that for all supplements, right? If we want an industry that's forthcoming about quality, so all of the stuff that I'm ranting about on a daily basis doesn't even have to be considered, we have to demand it loudly. And so once you understand what quality is, why it matters, like what we're going to talk about in this episode, the next step is to then ask for it. So we have to understand what we need from our supplements, and then we have to yell at the companies that we're dealing business with that we want it. So that being said, quality is a friggin' massive issue in CBD, man. It is a disaster in CBD. As I said, the analogy, Mad Max Thunderdome, it is crazy. Uh, the level of stuff that goes on. There are numerous examples of CBD companies, you know, using synthetic CBD instead of just using the hemp. Um, 52 people were injured in Utah pretty early in the CBD craze because of. Uh, improper labeling and all sorts of fun stuff has happened uh, in the industry that we don't really pay attention to, but it is bad. And the worst part is that transparency that we've demanded is oftentimes just placating misinformation. So, you know, here's our certificate of analysis. This company brags and, you know, knowing full well that you don't know how to read 
a certificate of analysis. You don't know about quality, right? You know that you need quality, but you don't know how to measure that because you're not trained in this stuff, right? And so, you know, here's your here's the certificate of analysis, but it's a lot from seven years ago, and they're missing 100 pesticides. There's no solvent checks, and they don't even actually measure the amount of CBD, but it says certificate of analysis, and I know I'm supposed to look for those, and, and that's, that's all. And so a company that does that is obviously intentionally trying to deceive you, and that's not good. So let's talk about the quality things that matter most so that way you can kind of cut through all the nonsense and know what to look for. So there are four four things, four or five things maybe. We'll start with one. So the first is the source. So the first thing you should know about quality in CBD is that you don't buy it at a gas station. <laughs> it sucks that I have to say that, but like gas stations aren't a really good place for much of anything except for gas. Um, there's not a lot of healthy stuff there. They're certainly not going to have regulated supplements uh you know, like at all, it's going to be corner cutting and high profit margin stuff. Don't buy it at a flea market. And I'll go as far as uh, saying, don't buy it at a CBD store. There's, it's hard to find a place that takes all the steps that's needed to ensure that the products that you're getting are safe, not only effective, but safe. And confident folks can sell stuff. I say this all the time. I, I can really deliver a confident message. I can make be a great snake oil salesman. But you don't want confident. You want integrous. You want people that have integrity and they put that first. It doesn't matter about making the sale. What matters is finding the right thing for the right people. The second thing we've alluded to, tested doesn't mean trustworthy. So brands know you're looking for quality and they know that quality is nebulous for most of us, right? So they love the fact that you can't read a certificate of analysis. So having that transparency doesn't mean the product's good. Just because they have a certificate of analysis doesn't mean anything. The tests need to be up to date, they need to be accurate, and they need to be comprehensive. Third, you want to make sure that the product is potent. It should be a basic concept, but of course, you want to make sure that the cannabinoids that are in there are actually, or on the label are actually in the product. CBD, THC, and otherwise should be part of the studies that are being done. Here's a question that I would always always ask people when they would be buying gummies. So you're buying a gummy and it says that you're supposed to get 25 milligrams of CBD in every single gummy. How do you know that you're getting 25 milligrams in each gummy? <laughs> How do they know? Uh, what steps are they taking to make sure that each gummy is delivering the 25 milligrams that they put on the label. And I pick on gummies uh, because it is a challenge to do that correctly. And a lot of these companies were brand new and they were not following basic manufacturing stuff. So, uh, you know, so potency is a very important thing. So not only does it have anything, but does it have the labeled amount or does it have too much in it? Fourth, we have the contaminants. You need to check for contaminants in your CBD products. Here's what you should know. First, you should know that herbs are disgusting. <laughs> and, uh, they're disgusting because we've torched the planet. So they're plants that are sucking up the dirty water from the dirty soil, and then we spray them with a bunch of compounds to make sure that they continue to grow. And, you know, in all fairness, most of that can't be avoided. We can't avoid any of those things. But it also doesn't mean that the product that we take should be, have more than just a scant amount of those things. Here's something that might be news to you, right? Plants suck this water and the soil, not like suck like in the 80s sense of it, but like they suck. Hemp's a sponge. It's just really pulling everything out of the soil and it holds on to it. So, you know, we want to make sure that when we consider hemp products, we have to consider the fact that, you know, this the little amount of stuff that's found in the soil can be 
concentrated really heavily in hemp plants. So we need to look at three main things as it pertains to CBD contaminants. First is heavy metals. The big four heavy metals should be assessed with every CBD that we buy. Arsenic, lead, mercury, and cadmium. How often do you say to yourself, hmm, I wonder how much arsenic is in my supplement? Because you wouldn't think that any is in there, but there's a lot in a lot of supplements, so you have to be very careful. Pesticides and herbicides, of course, because they're plants and they're getting sprayed with stuff, plus they're plants and they're making pesticides and herbicides. So we want to make sure that the ones that we apply on the outside aren't showing up on the inside of the products. Um, I've seen stuff where they've said, oh, you know, here's our pesticide panel and it's two pesticides. Pesticide panels are cheap. You should be able to get like hundred for like nothing. So it should be something that they do readily. And if they don't, or they skimp on it, that means that they're just jerks and you should run away from them. The other thing that you want to look out for is microbes and bacteria. There's bugs living everywhere on the machinery, on the plants, all of, all of that stuff. We just want to make sure that it's not concentrated. So you're not getting like salmonella, aspergillus, E. coli, stuff like that. Right. And so if that weren't enough, you, know, you have this plant and then there's good stuff in the plant and you have to get the stuff out. And we do that with solvents. Um, we dissolve the gooey material and we suck out the helpful, beneficial stuff. Um, there are good solvents and there are bad solvents. There are bad solvents that are very effective solvents. The solvents that I'm thinking of like hexane and butane are cheap and they're really good at their job, but they're also very dangerous to us. So companies will cut corners and use uh uh, solvents like that, and that will hurt uh, if you keep ingesting hexane. You know, I mean, you could try, but I wouldn't do that. We want to avoid CBD products that uh, have no tests for or improper levels of heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, microbes, and solvents. So those are all the things that we are looking for. And so I say all of that stuff for two reasons. One, to make sure that you have a definitive list of what matters, right? This all falls under that good manufacturing practices from a quality standpoint, the compliance portion of my supplement quality standard. You want to know what these things should be. But I also want to make your life harder. <laughs> Buying supplements could be simple. Uh, if there were the pressures from us to the industry and the regulators to make it so. But there isn't that pressure, so it's a shit show. I'm kind of making your life harder just so you can't grab CBD and go. I want you to know that this stuff is a problem and there's work to it. And then if that just gives you the slightest bit of pause, then I think I've accomplished my mission, right? And I believe that the work is worth it for sure with most supplements, but CBD especially, if you do that work, you'll get a great, safe product, and you'll get all those wonderful benefits, and you won't be wasting a single dollar. And that's really what the goal is. So that's good enough, uh, I guess, from a quality perspective. So let's take it home, and we're going to buy some CBD, man. All right, so now we're going to take it home. We're going to buy some CBD. I'm looking for you to be able to buy CBD confidently and then compare those options and make the smartest choices in using CBD. So here's an example. You're in a store. It's not a gas station, thankfully, because you've listened to what I've said, but there's a $70 bottle of CBD in front of you and there's a $50 bottle of CBD in front of you, right? They're the same size bottle. One's not bigger than the other. Which one do you buy? So here's the pro tip of the day. This is the money shot here. So cost per milligram. That's the number that you want. 
to look at. So what is the cost per milligram of CBD? So this $70 bottle of CBD has 700 milligrams in it, right? So you divide the 70 by 700, and guess what? You get 10 cents per milligram. That $50 bottle has only 100 milligrams in it. So clearly there's a big difference, but it's still 50 bucks, so it might be as good, right? But well, if you divide the 50 by 100, you get 50 cents per milligram. So that cheaper bottle is five times more expensive than the more expensive bottle. And this happens all day long in supplement land. I actually make this uh, analogy a lot when it comes to omega-3. Omega-3 is one of those, well, I'd rather buy the $20 one than the $50 one. Well, $20 one, you have to take 30 capsules a day in order to get the same benefit. So you're actually spending about 30 times the amount. <laughs> we don't want you to do that, right? So cost per milligram is your yardstick. It's a quick spot check to compare two products. It can also determine if the CBD product deserves more scrutiny or not, right? I can set an upper limit here. I can say 10 cents per milligram. That's how much a good quality CBD should cost. And you can get great quality CBD without spending any more than that. So I think think that it's great. You can just walk up to a brand and look at it and say, okay, how much does it cost? How much CBD is in it? And you can then, you know, know how it, how it fares. Uh, a little side note, 10 cents is the old number. There's a lot changing. CBD is more ubiquitous now, and there are less, uh, I guess, costs associated with making quality CBD. The costs have come down. The legal loopholes have loosened up. The insurances are cheaper. So that 10 cents per milligram number is kind of on a downward path. Like you're not going to be able to get this for nothing. That would be, well, I mean, that'd be awesome. But I doubt that any of these companies are going to be doing all of this work for pennies per milligram. So we'll see where it kind of levels off. But know that 10 cents is kind of that upper limit, right? And so you can look at that cost per milligram number to quickly compare those two products and then just to check to see if you're getting a good value. That infinite dosing spectrum that I talked about, this is what normalizes it, right? And it, it's, it's great. You can also use this to compare the different dosage forms. Do I want the tincture or the gummies? Well, the tincture is going to be half the price of the gummies. That's pretty much what I found. The other alternative dosage forms outside of tincture are going to be more expensive per milligram. And I don't know if that comes at an advantage, and we'll kind of talk about that in a second. So once we've taken a look at the cost per milligram, we've decided that it's going to be a good value product and we know which one we're kind of leaning towards. We have to then decide, you know, are we going to get a tincture? Are we going to get gummies? Are we going to get a capsule? What dosage form do we want? And, you know, I say tinctures all day. CBD oil is the way to roll. Um, it's a, a tincture is a liquid concentration of an herb. In a lot of situations, it's just an oil-based thing when it comes to CBD. Now, this liquid can be swallowed, but the benefit here is to absorb it under the tongue. When you absorb the tincture under the tongue, you're going to have faster absorption. You're going to need lower and lower doses. You know, when some medicines are taken orally, our stomach and then our liver beats the snot out of them, and very little of the dose actually ends up into the bloodstream. Um, with CBD and marijuana products, it's actually the case generally. If you absorb, if you take these things orally, you're going to absorb very little. Uh, CBD gummies, people love it, but you chomp on it and then your gut and liver beat it up and the effect is going to be less because so much less is absorbing into the blood and it's going to be slower. That process of digesting and absorbing stuff takes a lot longer than the stuff that's going on inside of your cheek or under your tongue. The other reason I like the oils or the tinctures is the easier titration of dosing. 
So we decide that we're going to try CBD, and we found that uh, 15 milligrams is a great starting dose, but my gummy is 25 milligrams. What do you do? Well, do you take 40% of it away <laughs> and then put it in your pocket for a, uh, a rainy day? Do you just cut it in half and then just take less than the effective dose? Or do you take the whole thing and then just get extra and get a little sleepy and then essentially waste it? And, and that's a big point is that if this stuff is 10 cents per milligram and you've just taken an extra 10 milligrams that you didn't need, you just threw a dollar down the drain. Maybe you're rich and you can do that, but I don't want you to. <laughs> There's two points to this. You know, you want a liquid and you want a liquid that has a dropper in it that you can dial in the dose. If you just have one line up top, you don't know how much you're getting. But if you have a calibrated dropper, you can really, really do that dose dialing and really get that dose. The second piece is CBD is expensive, man. You don't want to waste this stuff, right? If you need that 15 milligrams, that's the dollar fifty. At, you know, like at worst, basically, uh, that you're just kind of using. And people balk at me over omega-3, and omega-3 is a buck fifty a day, and it has all the heart health benefits and more, and you only have to use it once a day. CBD, you might have to use four to six times a day sometimes. And, you know, I think about that, six to nine bucks of a supplement that you might just be wasting. I, I don't really like that idea. So the point is, like, don't waste the stuff. The stuff is liquid gold. <laughs> I like CBD oil because I can use it sublingually in my patients. Oral CBD is poorly absorbed. It's a higher cost. It's slower. And, you know, the nice thing about the liquid is that you can also apply it topically. You can put it on your skin, and we use it a lot for folks that have some basic, like eczema or dermatitis or something like that, and they don't want steroid options. We can try hemp and hemp-based products to help out with that. So you can use lotions, or you can use the oil and just kind of drop a couple drops on there and see if it works. So on the one hand, we have the benefits of tinctures and the disadvantages of oral products. And on the other hand, we have smoking. So smoking or vaping your CBD is actually a really solid option from a quickness of action, cost per milligram, and dose titration uh, standpoint. You can do one little puffy poo, but that's hard to measure, but you can just do one little puffy poo. It's gonna be the cheapest options that are available and it's gonna work the fastest, but you're smoking or vaping and that's not good, I am told. I don't know, I'm a Marlboro man, what can I tell you? <laughs> so I get it, gummies are easy and you kinda wanna feel naughty because see, uh, weed gummies are fun, but simplicity is the only advantage for the gummy. So if you have somebody that can't do the liquid or just the liquid mechanics are too complex, older people, just hit them with a gummy, half a gummy, that's a good way to roll. But otherwise for everybody else, liquids all day. All right, so let's get started with CBD. We've got all this great information that we wanna apply it. We found our reputable source We've got good advice from the person that's there. It's not a gas station. It's not some hempy guy on the green in Woodstock. The product's quality, and not just from a marketing buzzword standpoint, I know what to look for now, and I've compared the product against my standards. And then I've also looked at the cost per milligram to make sure that I'm getting a good value. My product's nine cents per milligram. How happy am I? So I'm going to start with a tincture because that's what Neil said. It's faster absorption, faster time to action. I can dial in my dose. It's got the lowest cost. But what dose do I take? How often do I take it? Do I take it every day? Well, it's, when will it start to work? 
So let's take a time out first. Let's talk big picture, right? And this is, again, another foundational piece that's really going to make a difference in your success with CBD. So getting started with CBD has more to do with the, I call it like the titration ritual than it does with anything else about the product, right? You've got a great product in front of you, and now you want to make sure that that you know how to use it. And to, to know how to use it is to know how to do this little cycle. So first you choose a starting dose. And, and, you know, again, we have numbers that you can use, but if we're being honest, the starting dose of CBD is a shot in the dark. You don't know what's going to work. It's a guess. It's an educated guess, but it's a guess. It's kind of like if you, you know, back to our Advil analogy, if, if you got your headache for the very first time in your life, you don't know if 200 milligrams or 400 or 600, or 800 is what's going to you know, do it for you. If that's going to take away that headache. So you have to experiment and you don't want to just flail. You want to have kind of a system. So we start out with that educated guess, but it's a guess. And then we take the dose. We put it under our tongue. We take the gummy. We do whatever we need to do. And then we wait and we determine, did that work? And here's the most important part that if it didn't work, we take more immediately. And and when I say take more, not repeat the dose, but increase the dose. And we do so aggressively. So let's talk about that. So too many people take the wrong starting dose and they take it over and over because they think that it needs to build up in your system or it takes time to work or something like that. And that's not true. We can try higher doses in as soon as four hours, man. And 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 when we try those higher doses, we can get aggressive. We, you know, I'm not asking you to build it up by 10%. I'm saying bump this thing by 50% or more. You know, understanding this cycle, understanding how to do that you know, is one component of it. The other piece is the guardrails. So I say bump it up because what's the worst that can happen? The worst thing that can happen by taking too much CBD is that you fall asleep. And that sometimes is somebody's objective, right? And it's not a problem unless you're driving. <laughs> or if you're driving a school bus, it's a real problem. But of course, you're doing this at home and you're experimenting at home and there's nothing important going on. You have no risk of falling. So you're just going to take the CBD. And if you take a little bit too much, then you go too far and you end up getting drowsy. And and that's really the worst. It, there's really no dose that you would consume that would start to get dangerous. And of course, unless you're mixing products, which I advise people not to do. So if you get too little, it's just not going to do anything. You're not going to notice anything at all. If you get too much, you're going to be zonked out on the couch, right? I'm not saying that you should snow yourself. I'm just saying that you, you know, I, I don't want you to go from one drop to one whole bottle when you increase. I'm just saying go, right? So start low, Go slow, but go. And that's responsible dosing advice from a pharmacist. So starting all over again, right? And so if we are going to start at the beginning and we're going to start this whole process, what do we do? We have to get a starting dose. And that starting dose should come from your healthcare professional. You can come to me, woodstockvitamins.com forward slash consult. I'll put it up on the screen here just in case you need to see it. And I can talk about your specific situation and we can get a dose for you without a doubt. But in general, I can give you some numbers to start with, you know, for the average adult daytime use for, you know, anxiety, mental well-being support, you're looking anywhere between 5 and 15 milligrams. You know, what I've seen is 10 to 12 is really like a great first dose for that kind of folk. And uh, and then if you're like looking for sleepy time stuff, you go a little heavier because you're okay if you get a little groggy, right? 15 to 30 milligrams. I've found 15 to 20 is, is pretty much a great starting dose for most people. That's what works for most people. And the reason I say be cautious here is because I don't want you to get too 
sleepy, of course, but then I also don't want you to just throw money away. If you get too high of a dose and you could benefit from less, you should take the lowest effective dose, right? So you find your starting dose, you take the dose, and you wait. And you wait to see if it works. And if it works, then you're golden. And if it doesn't work, then you increase it. And you don't increase it from 10 milligrams to 100 milligrams. You go from 10 to 20, though. Don't be afraid to bump it up right away, right? So let's talk about taking that dosage correctly because tinctures are a little weird. The oils are goofy. So you're holding this thing under your tongue. And the biggest point of failure that I see is that people end up um, just holding up their tongue for like a three count and then they swallow. And that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying be dramatic. Set a timer on your phone for like 90 seconds. And if you do that, you're going to get much better results. Uh, it's going to be much more consistent. What I found also is like even if people are serious about it, they'll almost go a little bit too long initially. And then over time, they'll be like, mm, that's enough. And then they'll swallow the dose. And you might as well just take the gummy at that point because you're swallowing most of it. So we want to take our time with our um, – tincture uh, dissolving in our mouth, and we want to be consistent. So use your little iPhone or Android and set your timer. Um, that's it. So, you know, as I said, there's not too much. You don't have to worry about taking too much unless, of course, you're mixing things. It's going to be very rare that the amount of CBD that you'll have access to can be enough to hurt you. Um, it's kind of like pot, right? Like you think you're going to die, but nobody dies from pot. <laughs> And then the other piece is like, this is truly an as-needed supplement. This isn't something that you take every single day unless you need it every single day. It can be taken just as needed. So if you have a little anxiety attack, you can use some. If you need a little sleep, then you can take some. You don't have to take it every single day. And in fact, I'd prefer you to use it at the lowest effective dose only when you need it. And it will start to work pretty quickly. That's the last piece here. The tinctures will work within 15 to 30 minutes. So if you take it and within a half an hour, it hasn't worked, then you know that when it's time for your next dose, you have to bump it up. Don't back it up with an additional dose right there at the 30-minute mark. And the reason is, you know, weed brownies. <laughs> There's this great story. A local school, the kids took weed brownies on a field trip, and they started eating them. You know, everybody had one piece, and then it didn't work. So guess what they did? They went back, and they ate more and more brownies and then it kicked in. And that's what I want you to avoid is taking too much all at once because sometimes it takes a while for it to kind of reach your bloodstream and reach your brain. So especially with the oral doses, don't take your next dose in any shorter of a time than four hours. You'll know in short order, no matter what, it'll be less than an hour, hour and a half before the benefits kick in. And if they don't, wait the full four hours, and then you can take it again. Those are the, the highlights, the, the best knowledge that I can give a newbie on how to be successful with CBD. And the argument that I'm making here is with CBD, there's, there is an optimal path, right? You can balance all the variables, and you can deliver the best value with consistent results, which I think is important because there's so much hype and misinformation and overpriced garbage out there that is easy to be failed by CBD, or at least, as I said, feel that way, right? My teaching around CBD, you know, allows you a peace of mind. If you engage with CBD using the stuff that I've talked about here and it really doesn't work, you know that CBD just isn't for you. It's just not going to work out. You'll never have to second guess yourself. You don't have to try again, try a different brand, um, you know, and... That that um, 
uncertainty goes away. And that's what's important. So when you engage with these supplements, there is a strategic way to do so to know if these things are really for you or not. So that does it for this week's episode. Take a few moments, give us a five-star review, visit the wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related. Swag's available at woodstockvitamins.com. And remember, being our healthiest starts with being honest with ourselves and the health and wellness industries. Then blazing a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller, sweating his face off, and I've got your back. Thanks for joining me.